You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Pastor Darren Bennett is with us, and we are checking in with Aaron Treadway, who is a former professional soccer player and coach, founder of the Cleveland City Stars, but also the author of a new book called Don't Miss Your Life. He says the problem with aiming your life at the target of success is there's no end to the pursuit. So where do we aim? Let's talk about it now. Aaron, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. There you go. Good to hear your voice. Okay, well, we appreciate you being here with us because this question of where do we aim our life and and this that pursuit of success really traps a lot of us, doesn't it? I don't think it matters who you are. I think we live in a success-based culture. This is just part of the days that we navigate at present and and yet I read in God's word, John 10, 10, Jesus says, I came to bring life and life in abundance, life overflowing. And I meet so many people who, uh, you know, say, well, I'm just trying to make it by or I'm just trying to, you know, uh, make it to the next day. I read this statistic recently. It says 60 percent of American adults feel too busy to enjoy their life. Wow. <laughs> well, we're doing something wrong, I think, at that point. Yeah, I think that. You know, I think it's as simple as, you know, I for a long time was aimed at the wrong target. Mm. You know, I've made success my greatest goal. And uh, and I found that it's something as simple as just changing the focus, changing the target can really change uh, the enjoyment and satisfaction that I find in life. Yeah, Pastor, you know, you, you just mentioned a moment ago about uh, the percentage of people, uh, what, I believe it's 60 percent, can't enjoy life because they're too busy. And I just thought about a phrase that I heard said, I can't remember who said it, but it, it's been said, if the enemy can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. What do you what do you <laughs> think about that? Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> I, I believe that we've got a very real enemy. You know, I think I don't think that most of us walk around thinking like there's an enemy, you know, trying to thwart this, you know, abundant Christian life that Jesus says that he came to bring. But we do. We've got an enemy. You know, the enemy even tempted Jesus in the desert. He's, you know, just been baptized by John in the Jordan River, and his heavenly father's just spoken over his life. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And now the enemy tempts him for 40 days in the desert. So, you know, we gotta we gotta have our eyes open in these days, knowing that there is someone against our our enjoyment and satisfaction of life. All right. So you talked about having the wrong, or at least aiming at the wrong target. What's the right target, in in your opinion? Yeah, I think that uh, you know, it's not rocket science. We open up God's word. I I see that we were all created, no matter who we are, no matter what job we do all created for the glory of God, for his significance. And, uh, and, and that's all I've tried to do is orient my life around the pursuit of the significance of God. Okay, I have to hear about this story. You climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. How do you go from being a soccer player to someone who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro? And were you striving for success there? I mean, you've got to have success in that because if you fail at that, that could be life-threatening. Tell me about this story. Uh, how do, how do you do that? Not willingly. (laughs) It was my dad, it was my dad's idea (laughs) and he was 72 at the time, but uh, he was right there by my side the whole time. He didn't quite make it to the summit. Uh, six hours from the summit, he actually had to 
not be life flighted, but he had to be escorted off the mountain. He got uh, hypothermia and mm-hmm. had to be taken down. But uh, yeah, it was it was an adventure. It was a journey. It wasn't really uh, my my plan, but it was a great faith journey because every step up Mount Kilimanjaro, especially on Summit Day, I'm praying. You know, God help me to take just one more step. And, and I think it's that type of dependence that, uh, that's useful in life. You know, I think too often I'm, I'm dependent on my own strength. You mentioned, Pastor, uh, your father got hypothermia, and obviously that's uh, you know, a symptom of the body uh, being gripped by too much uh, coldness, I believe, and so forth. Uh, and, and then you talk about the symptoms of success sickness. Uh, and so what are what are ways that we can prevent uh, success sickness or recover from success hypothermia, if I could throw that in there? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to put it, because I think for a lot of years, I didn't realize I had a problem. You know, if, if, if somebody was to come to me and say, are you addicted to success? Or is this your greatest goal, success? I would have said, of course not. I'm all in for the cause of Jesus. You know, I exist for the glory of God. And and I think there's some very uh, simple tells, some simple ways to understand like, well, maybe success is a little bit more of my goal than I thought. You know, it's, it's insomnia, it's loneliness, it's dissatisfaction, it's this workaholism that grips so many of us. And uh, if you start to see some of these things that I talk about in the book, um, you know, it might be a sign that you're a little bit more uh, pursuing success than you might need to. Now, talk a little bit about the, the hedonic treadmill uh, that you mentioned here, where you suggested some people are so addicted to the pursuit of success that it takes control of their lives. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a trap that the enemy uses. You know, he he wants to get us on this, this treadmill, so to speak, you know, and I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm, well, I'm a retired athlete, so I guess I was an athlete. Once an athlete, always but, an athlete, uh, Pastor. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, but, but I always wanted to be fit, and running has never been my favorite form of fitness. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And the thing about running is, you know, when you're running out on the street, you can go and run through the, the park and run around, see different things. If you get onto a treadmill, you, you just kind of run in the same place for as long as you can run until you choose to get off that treadmill. And I think that's the problem for some of us. The challenge, at least I've seen in my life, is uh, I'm on this treadmill and I'm chasing after certain things and I start to get some of those things. But ultimately, they don't satisfy, so I just keep running. And the trap is that no matter what you get, no matter you know, what you acquire, if you're pursuing success, it's never quite enough. And so it keeps you on this treadmill running and running and running. Yeah, you call it that it's the most uh, coveted disappointment. Those seems to be uh, oxymorons, but we covet something that's ultimately going to leave us wanting still. Yeah, and I think that's what I didn't realize. You know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, I came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is exactly how you do it. I'm on a journey today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this thing out. And, 
I think that's uh, maybe a common misnomer with, uh, you know, pastors and people in vocational ministry, like, oh, they got it all figured out. No, we're, we're learning. <laughs> we're all on a process of learning. And, you know, so, so in, in respect to this, like, I had an experience uh, as a professional player where I went on a mission trip, actually, and I'm standing on a dirt field in the middle of nowhere, Africa, and that's where God met me and uh, maybe kind of like pulled the veil back a little bit. And uh, I kind of saw my life and realized, wait a second, maybe I'm pursuing the wrong thing. So, Pastor Aaron, let's 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 get down to the nitty gritty. How do we start pursuing significance rather than success? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. You know, if if you could uh, be convinced that maybe success isn't going to truly satisfy, uh, you know, I heard this great quote by Jim Carrey one time. I don't even think he intended to say it. He just he won this award. I think it was the Golden Globe. Stands up in front of all his peers and says, I wish everybody could get rich and famous and get everything they ever wanted so that they could realize it's not the answer. Wow. And the wow. question you just a- asked is, well, what is the answer? You know, if, if the, the most famous, the, the, the most successful people in the world are saying, well, I got it, but ultimately it didn't, didn't satisfy. Well, what will and, and I really do believe we have been made, created by our Heavenly Father for significance. And, and it begins with orienting ourselves around the things of God. I, I call it becoming rich in God, you know, to steep our lives in the things of Jesus. Yeah, like uh, like John ten ten, where God does say, "I've come to give you life and life more abundantly." But how do we quantify an abundant life? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, you know that, and you know this is the thing. It's kind of like John ten ten. It's one of my life verses. Um, but like, what does a, a life overflowing look like? Because I think sometimes we think, especially in a success based culture. Like, unless I drive the car or have the house or, you know, whatever it might be, these physical things, then I'm not living the abundant life. I think the life that Jesus talks about, you know, you look at the Beatitudes, for example, blessed are the poor in spirit. Like, I'm blessed when I'm poor in spirit. I'm blessed when I'm persecuted. What does that look like? You know, Jesus is really saying, happy are you when you're persecuted. Happy are you when you're poor in spirit. And, and I think it's these inward qualities and characteristics that Jesus is really driving at. He's saying that um, true satisfaction and true life overflowing isn't found in the things of the world. It's found in the things of the Spirit. So just for the sake of clarity uh, for the listening audience, this is not, and correct me, Pastor Aaron, if I'm wrong, but I, I believe I'm, I'm correct here, this is not a prosperity gospel message. A lot of times we uh, equate a success with affluency. We're saying, you're saying that someone that is not as financially affluent can still achieve and be able to experience the abundant life being rich toward Christ. Am, am I correct in stating that? I would say that this is the anti-prosperity gospel <laughs> yeah, <that's> message. Right. <laughs> this is the, the prosperity gospel uh, upside down. It's actually saying, like, you don't need to pursue prosperity. Prosperity is not a sign of significance. 
there's nothing wrong with that. I tell people all the time, no problem having money, you know, like get, you know, have all the money you want as long as money doesn't have a grip on you, good. you know? And I think sometimes that's our, our, our challenge. Like, you know, we, we, we all need money, right? We all got to eat today. We need a, a place to sleep today and probably got to get, pick up the kids. So we got to have a car. As long as those things don't have their grip on your life, no problem with having those things. I just think that some of us, those things have gripped us a little bit more than maybe they should. Well, this resource is going to help us pursue significance over success and God's glory instead of self-focus. Pastor Aaron Treadway has been with us. It's called Don't Miss Your Life, The Secret to Significance. We've got a link at or to it at ericandbridget.org. Last word, Aaron, anything else you want to say as we wrap up our time today? Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't want to just kind of limp through life and and hope I kind of get to the to the end and stand before God someday. And you know, I want to I want to walk through life and, and navigate life overflowing with the life that Jesus said He came to give. Because ultimately, one day we're all going to stand before Jesus. We're going to stand before God, and you know, you're never going to hear God say, "Well done, good and successful servant." <laughs> what we're aiming for is is significant. Well done, good and faithful, obedient servants. 